when a high-powered rifle bullet hits living flesh and makes a distinctive pow-wop sound that is unmistakable even at tremendous distance. There's rarely an echo or fading reverberation or the tailing rumbling hum that is the sound of a miss. The guttural boom rolls over the train but stops sharply in a close-ended way as if jerked back. A hit is blunt and solid like an airborne grunt. When the sound is heard and identified, it isn't easily forgotten. Joining me on the pod today is Shaylee Lenzegraff, here to talk about CJ Box, Modern Westerns, and the famous game warden, Joe Pickett. I hope you enjoy the show. Okay, so Shaylee, let's start with your home on the ranch, South Dakota, just out there, and you find what is thought to be an endangered species living on your property. Do you, A, tell the powers that be, authorities, federal government, whatever, B, just like let them live there, let them make it their home. It's your home, it can be their home. It'll be great, they're fine. (laughs) Or C, do you try to exterminate all of them and cover it up by any means necessary, including potentially murder? I'm I'm definitely the B. Uh, If they want to live there, I can live there, they can live there, we can... We can go together, you know, cohabitation. I'm okay with that. Not the crazy <laughs> murderer, but... <laughs> That's good. It's an ecosystem. Yeah. It's for everyone. No murder, though. No murder okay. and no need to get everybody involved. Interesting. Okay. So that's the crux of the issue, right? Open season. They find these weasels, Miller's weasels, which I had to look up. I did, too. And they're like... He talks in there about how, like, once every ten years, someone will be like, oh, we found him, we found him, and then it never does, and then it's, like, actually kind of how it's been. But, yeah, they are, I think they're the most rare mammal in North America or something. Yeah. Yeah. So they find him. Don't want to tell anyone, because too much money to be made off the land. Kill people. And then we have Mr. Joe Pickett. So you are a Joe Pickett fan. I'm a huge Joe Pickett fan. Huge Joe Pickett fan. How many Joe Pickett novels have you read? I think I'm on 13, but then CJ Box has a couple other books mm-hmm. that I've read, and I actually jumped in on Badlands was my first CJ Box book. Um, and then I found the Joe Pickett series, and I kind of like sped through a lot of them, and now I'm right. taking them slow and really savoring them. <laughs> oh, wow. Now we're savoring them. <laughs> Interesting. Um, you listen to all of them? I do, okay. yeah. I listen to this one, too, and... I thought it was really good. Sometimes the narrators, I'm like, they take me out of it and I'm not into them. But this guy was pretty good. Yeah, David Chandler does all of, well, he does all of the Joe Joe Pickett series. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think he does a really good job, like, staying consistent with Joe's voice and then, like, certain characters. He develops their own kind of, like, persona through there. And so I really appreciate that about him narrating. Cool, cool. Yeah. Okay, so let's start with Joe Pickett, because he's got, I don't know how many Joe Pickett novels he has. It's got to be like 20 or close to 20 yeah. now. Yeah. He's got a ton. Okay, Game Warden in fictional 12 Sleep, which I can only assume is based on 10 Sleep, Wyoming. Exactly. Uh, Joe Pickett, hero, well, you like him, obviously. So what do you like about him? I'm a fan. I I don't know, I kind of like the, like the twist that CJ Box puts on him, that he's just kind of like this bumbling kind of dumb game warden and then he stumbles onto these things and I don't know I really just like that 
he's so dedicated to doing the right thing and it's really cool to read through the series because now in the books that I'm getting to he's kind of gotten burned by following the law and kind of like the law is the law. Uh, in this book and in other books they reference that he he cited the governor for not for fishing without a license and they keep bringing that up and he's like well yeah he was he was in the wrong I had to give him a ticket and so I think that that attitude really serves him well but the more he gets kind of burned by different powers that be and stuff in those situations he's kind of moving towards like there's gray areas in mm -hmm. the law and justice yeah the bumbling thing because the opening scene he's getting his gun taken from him by yeah. some guy and almost dies. We'll come back around to that when we get to the didn't buy it. But, yeah, he's interesting because he's definitely, like, kind of your archetypal Western cowboy guy. Like, he's got a gun. Mm -hmm. He's fighting bad guys. That. But he's set in a modern setting, like modern Wyoming. Um, I didn't look up when this book came out. This was the first Joe Pickett novel. Yeah. I think it was 80s or 90s, but maybe 90s. But anyway. I think so. Modernish, but obviously like very much post uh, post World War Two, post all that kind of stuff. So mm -hmm. it's not John Wayne, but yeah. it is a little bit, mm -hmm. and that's kind of the appeal of it. Interesting. Um, okay, you're the big C.J. Box fan here. So by the way, so in my mind, C.J. Box and Craig Johnson are always tied together. Like those are the two Wyoming dudes, and Craig Johnson does Longmire. C.J. Box's Joe Pickett, that's like his main guy. Have you read any of the Longmire stuff? I haven't done I've heard of it, but I'm right. not experienced in it. Interesting. It was, yeah, so in my family, so I've read, I've listened to a few Longmire books, and now this C.J. Box one, but like, dad, brother, mom, sister, uncle, like everyone reads both. And to this point, the divide is all the guys prefer C.J. Box, and all the girls prefer... Craig Johnson, but you're like, Ooh, I'm gonna have CJ to Box. Yeah. check into that then. <laughs> and it, yeah, and the explanation I'm given is that CJ Box is just too gritty, too too much violence, too. Which by the end he is just shooting a guy's limbs off, mm -hmm. which is intense. But we we can get to that later. Um, so what you love CJ Box? So what do you have? What do you like? I think I just really like his character development and how he kind of introduces you to all of these characters and then like it, he really does a good job of playing out their whole life stories throughout the rest of the series sure. um and so like bud sheriff bud arnum he they go through kind of his rise and fall as we go through the books um mcclanahan who's just this young dumb sheriff's deputy here actually down the line spoiler alert becomes sheriff and then him and joe have to work really closely together and they just never have a good relationship but we kind of like follow the mcclanahan same thing rise and fall from like sheriff to not <laughs> um yeah. and so i really just like how he keeps tying them in and building on relationships and and really showing like what happened in the past is affecting like the current book just keeps the stories going. Yeah. They're always changing. Yeah. 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 It's definitely helpful for any time anytime you have someone writing a series. Um, yeah, mm -hmm. when the characters stagnate, it's an issue. Unless it's Sherlock Holmes. You can just do the same thing for 40 <laughs> novels. No one cares. Keep reading. <laughs> yeah, keep reading. 
favorite scenes, quotes. But what like when you think of this book in particular, what are you thinking of? Um, just kind of like really getting to know the characters because this is like his introduction to the series or like the first one in the series, and so just like as I was kind of like skimming back through just like how they described McClanahan in the very beginning, um, how they describe Joe's family, and here we see them as super young, I mean Sheridan's seven, Lucy's three or four, mm -hmm. uh, and then we get to see them grow up, and so it's kind of just kind of like being on like book 13, it's cool to go back and look at this one and say, oh, I remember when they were little <laughs> kids, because right now in the one I'm reading, Sheridan's in college, and yeah, it's... Oh jeez. Nice yeah, I I don't know if it's said in this book how old he is, but he's got to be. It's interesting because he just became the game warden, so mm -hmm. he's like starting a new career, and he says at one point I think his salary is like twenty five thousand, which makes yeah. me think this is like late nineties, somewhere in there. Um, yeah, not a lot of money, but they get their house like for free. Mm -hmm. But yeah, two kids, and yeah, so you have a guy who's like married, kids trying to start a career. Um, and when I think of a, of the novel, kind of your point about character development, I think the first scene he's getting his gun taken from him and like, he just seems very incompetent. Mm -hmm. Last scene, he's just guns blazing, shooting people's knees out from him and like, what happened to this guy? Um, yeah. And then the, the weas no, yeah, weasels, those weasels, yeah. They sound like such fun little creatures, but I, I wouldn't want them for pets. But that's just me. Yeah. I'm just not I, a weasel guy. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. What else do you have? You got notes on notes on notes right now. Oh, not really. I just wrote down <laughs> your questions. <laughs> um. Yeah, I guess another thing that I really appreciate about C.J. Box is that he brings up, uh, you know, situations or kind of like eco issues that are prevalent in mm -hmm. our area um so the bighorns similar to western south dakota um and i really appreciate that like in one book he tackles the issue of wind farms and so he really does a good job of like posing people on each side and like saying like oh well it's good this way but also it's bad this way and he mm -hmm. kind of does the same thing with the weasel like the first question that you asked me mm -hmm. um do you involve the government and say hey do you, mm -hmm. you should protect these guys, or do you, like, just kill them and take care of it because, right. you know, you want your land to be profitable and not this habitat reserve? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. You want your ranch to be a ranch? And yeah. Not, just... <laughs> not a weasel farm. Not we're weasel we're raising farm. cattle, not weasels. <laughs> so, yeah, he does a good job, I think, of just, like, bringing up issues that are relevant in, you know, the 2000s and... Right. And how there's two sides to that. And that was one of the things I thought was most interesting. Because he has that scene where he's talking to the old game warden. Who's now trying to manipulate everything for his own benefit. So there's the, yeah. the gas company that's trying to put a pipeline through Wyoming. Trying to get to Los Angeles. So they can pipe mm -hmm. gas down there and make all this money. And the weasels, if the government finds out, then that land's going to be set aside. You, there's no way they're going to let him dig and put a pipe there. So mm -hmm. he's trying to, from behind the scenes, kind of mask it, but he doesn't ever get too involved with it. Like, he's not killing anyone. Um, 
but he does that scene where he lays out his whole explanation. He's like, Joe, yeah. if they find out, all these people are going to come in. They're going to drag it out forever because that's their jobs. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to be able to use the land for what you want. Land's going to be taken over by people who don't know what they're doing because they don't live here. They don't understand how it works. Um, mm-hmm. And all these problems. And then he's right. Like yep. at the end of the novel, they the news breaks out. Okay, these weasels are here. And all these people come in. And it's a big headache. Yep. And... So he was right about what would happen, and you understand why he saw it the way he saw it. But at the same time, like, you can't just go around killing species, or at least we think you can't. Yeah. He's got a fairly compelling argument that, like, no, species die. Yeah. Like, that's what they do. Um, yeah, that was interesting how he, he treats both sides, I felt, pretty fairly, even though obviously um, you good guy is very much on one side. That's kind of that classic cowboy archetype, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you're never against Joe. Like, whatever yeah. Joe ends up doing, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, he's totally right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was, yeah, an issue I never gave thought to, but it was pretty uh, engaging. The yeah, way about that was a, a part that I actually highlighted when I was going back through, too, because that was kind of, he really laid it out, and, yeah, it's just so obvious from both sides, but still you got to make, you have to make your decision. Um yeah, he was able to write about, like, a political issue without... I didn't feel like C.J. Box was preaching a political message to me, and I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I hate when a novel gets, like... Like, clearly, I'm just getting yelled at mm-hmm. for something. But he didn't do that, so that was cool. Yeah. He does a really good job of presenting it. It's kind of like giving you the pros and cons list on an unbiased website, if there is such a thing. And then you get to decide <laughs> right. where you want to fall. Perfect, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, character to get a beer with. This was... Uh, so, I have a special place in my heart for Mary Beth. Is that, that's Joe's wife? That's Joe's wife. Yeah, good pick. Yep, she... She... This is a rough one for Mary Beth. Oh, boy. <laughs> so far for me, this is the roughest for her, I mean, of what I've read so far. Um, but, yeah, just over and over again... I don't know. It's there, there's also the argument that yeah, their their marriage is very important. It's great that they're together, but man, wouldn't you leave him at some point eventually after everything that goes through they go through together as a couple and just kind of the nature of his job being gone, not around, getting in tight situations, all of that. And that might kind of play into didn't believe it or didn't buy it um that we talk in talk about at the end but that's one thing that i'm just like what how do you how do you live with joe pickett every day Mary Beth? <laughs> <laughs> yeah this one's brutal they have no money her mom comes in and her mom is like super rich and thinks she could have been just so much more than living in this like i don't know if it's a dumpy house but like out in the middle yeah. of nowhere raising kids cooking cleaning like it's kind of a hard life and mm-hmm. then pregnant and then she gets shot and Loses the baby. Yeah. And almost dies. Mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, this is... I feel for her. It's yeah. tough. And just so he can be... Yeah. Like, they don't... She's there not because she has, like, romanticized the lifestyle. It doesn't seem like... It mm-hmm. seems like she's just there for Joe. Yeah. And Joe's like, this is what I have to do to be happy. Yeah. And, yeah, that's an interesting dynamic. She's definitely the very supportive wife in everything that they go through together and 
um, she's really she's really horsey. She loves her horses. And I was another... wondering what you meant by horse. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and in later books, Joe will take her horses out on these expeditions, and then they'll get shot, and uh, <laughs> it's a hot mess. So I'm like, why? Why are we still with Joe, Mary Beth? But also, you just want to like shake her hand and say. Way to be a great wife. <laughs> yeah, you are <laughs> the toughest saint. person in this family, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, she's just super supportive. Um, like at the very beginning, if you're paying attention, in those first couple chapters, they introduce characters and they say that Mary Beth had never really liked him. Joe didn't know why, but she just had a bad feeling about him. And then and then it's the guy that Joe's yeah. blowing to pieces at the end. Yeah, <laughs> so. if she doesn't like a guy, he's not only like shady, he's a terrible human being. <laughs> And she just knows. She knows. Just yeah. listen to her. And Joe's just kind of like, I don't know. I don't really like him or whatever. Oh, he's awful. And oh. murder. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's an exciting game warden life. It really is. <laughs> it kind of makes me wonder what game wardens really do. Yeah. Not in a CJ Box book. 100%. Like, how exciting is it to be a game warden, really? Because 95% yeah. of that job has to be, hey, you guys got permits? Yep. Well, see you later. Yeah. I don't know. And that'd be a great life, (laughs) except, you know, for those couple of weeks during hunting season, but he gets roped into things. (laughs) Sure does. There are some shady characters in Wyoming, though, let's be honest. You you run into interesting people. You really do. Um, Let's see. Other characters potentially to get a beer with. um, The old warden, who's, like, manipulating everything. He would just be interesting to listen to him talk. Oh, yeah. Um, just don't get sucked into it but mm-hmm. um and then yeah those were pretty much the only ones everyone else is either like too weird for me or just too evil yeah yeah that's fair there's some weirdos a character to get their own novel do you think sheridan will ever get her own is she gonna is she gonna come back and like take over the mantle of 12 sleep game warden someday i don't know i kind of hope so (laughs) she's she's really cool i i really enjoy sheridan's character as she progresses she's definitely more like joe lucy's more kind of a a girly girl um as they develop but yeah she's she's pretty awesome i kind of hope that she shines in a novel and she has her moments she definitely has her moments going through um but yeah Hopefully she comes back up. <laughs> yeah. She's a pretty cool little kid. Um, she's the one who finds the weasels and, like, saves them. And she kind of, like, mm-hmm. her mom knows Wacy is, like, not to be trusted. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's super creepy. Yeah. Didn't see that coming. Um, That's one thing yeah. that I always kind of appreciate about certain authors, like how they write from children's perspectives. Mm-hmm. Um you know, To Kill a Mockingbird, huge from a child's perspective. Uh, but just kind of like how Sheridan, I don't know, we couldn't really tell who this guy was for a little while there, and then all of a sudden it's it's Wacy and he shot her mom, and, you know, everything yeah, kind of blows up. Yeah, I was very up. convinced it was the old game warden. Yeah, yeah, I was too when I first read it. But, yeah, Dang. we go through and it's kind of You got me, CJ. Suspenseful. Oh, I know it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'd like to see her get her own novel as a game warden someday. Definitely. One character that's really popular in CJ Box's books is Nate Romanowski. Shares your name. Uh, <laughs> Not the Romanowski part. 
yeah. not the Romanowski <laughs> part, but <laughs> um, he he's a very interesting character, and he does get his own novel in Force of Nature. He has a shady background, and we don't really know where he comes from, and Joe kind of wants to be, they're really good friends, but Joe kind of wants to stay arm's length, just so that he doesn't really know his backstory. And what does Nate do? Uh, he's kind of a... We don't know. He's just, just <laughs> you a don't guy. Tell, like, he's just here. Book ten or something. <laughs> yeah. So he he's the guy that you know when Joe's like blowing this guy to bits. That's actually in other books he calls Nate and then Nate comes and and blows guys to bits oh. for Joe and is kind of like his protector almost. And so they have a really interesting relationship. Um, with is he that. tied to the mob? He's not so. Because Wyoming is oddly tied to the mob. There's a house out towards Sundance. It's fairly famous. I can't remember what the name of it is, but it was where Al Capone used to send his guys when they were in trouble in Chicago and the cops were, like, really on them. Really? Oh, yeah. And so they'd send them out there because who's going to go out in Wyoming to get them? Yeah. And they just party for, like, a month until things cooled off and they go back. Yeah. That's crazy because he, he has another book uh, called Below Zero, where there's a Chicago mobster that comes out to a ranch in Wyoming, and that's probably where that right. came from. Yeah, it's a, it was a thing. Yeah, I think you can go see the house still, but... Wow, I didn't know that was a thing. No, yeah. Nate was involved in, like, special ops, and so uh, he's a military yeah. man, but he's gone rogue, and we don't really know why, or kind of... Yeah, just, very secretive. Just for something to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just shows up, hides out, Perfect. lives in a cave for a while. Dang. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> cool. Um, let's see, did we do a Hulu Dreamcast for this? We haven't talked about that, no. But, yeah, but we've got it. So, okay. And I was kind of wondering, because Longmire got picked up by A&E and then Netflix and did the last season of that show. And it was good, but very dissimilar from the novels. Like, all the main storylines in the show are oh, really? not in the novels, which is fine. Um, but, yeah, reading this, I was like... You could definitely pull this off. Does mm -hmm. does he ever get into, like, race relations in Wyoming? Like, does he have um, to go on to the res ever? Yeah, there is some of that. Not a ton. Yeah. Um, well, with Nate's character, Nate it ended up dating, um, like, a Native American woman. And so then you kind of get in on her backstory and you're kind of a part of the res mm -hmm. for that. Um, but no, nothing like huge so far. Yeah. It's always find that interesting. Just the tension and like mm -hmm. that you can just go 20 miles that way and it's a whole different culture. It's a different world. Oh yeah. Uh, and you can just drive right through it. And then, so Longmire, that's a huge part of what they do. And I think that's partly why my mom and sister like it too. Okay. Is that they're more into that kind of stuff. But, um, but yeah, if you're going to be out in Wyoming, eventually that's gotta come up i would think mm -hmm. yeah uh, okay so hulu dreamcast let's say hulu picks this up we're doing we're doing a joe pickett series okay who do you got playing joe pickett see i'm not super great actors aren't my uh <laughs> like i don't have a oh yeah I because know you all skip around because i and... skip around in shows <laughs> and i don't pay attention and <laughs> I never watch the credits. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know who these people are. Um, by, by pictures alone, I, I thought that Christian Bale, maybe for Joe, Ooh. 
like a shorter hair, but definitely like some facial scruff. He's done a couple Christian of westerns. Bale. Yeah. He was in uh, 310 to Yuma. He was pretty good. Okay. And then Hostels. I don't know if you've seen that one. Mm-mm. That one's also kind of intense. That one's like, yeah, just after the Civil War, kind of Custer, that time period. Um, mm. Yeah, he could pull it off. Yeah. The thing with Joe is you got to get someone who can convince you that he's like by the book and a little not totally with the moment. Mm-hmm. Like he has to convince you that he could get his gun stolen from him. But then at the end he has to convince you that he could totally just shoot someone with a shotgun multiple yeah. times and blow him up. So I had, um, I think his name is Pedro Pascal, the guy who plays the Mandalorian. Oh, But he okay. was in... You can't really see his face in that one, obviously. But he was in a Netflix movie with like Ben Affleck, where they're robbing, a, they're ripping off the cartels in Brazil okay. or whatever. But he's like unassuming enough. You're like, I could see him mm-hmm. getting his gun taken. But he's also big enough and like actiony enough. You're like, I could see him shooting people. Yeah. No one friend. Mary Beth, you'd have to do like uh, just I don't know someone everyone likes. I you have said- to love her. Yeah, you have to love her. I said um, Blake Lively for... Christian Bale and Blake Lively. Yeah, Gosh, that'd maybe. Be great. Blake Lively I in Wyoming. I guess Kim Kardashian lives in Wyoming now. Hey, anything's possible. <laughs> anything. <laughs> All right, I could buy that. That'd be good. Yeah. I wanted something a little sweet. Definitely blonde. And you yeah. could watch her and be like, no, you could have done something else, Blake. You didn't have to live out here. <laughs> yeah. You didn't have to live in the Big Horns. You could have been the big time lawyer or the gold digger or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so many options. Yeah. All right. One other thing I want to talk about. So Joe Pickett, like typically your hero has to be very competent. Like whatever your mm-hmm. hero, if they don't, like even when they're young and starting out in the story, they have to be good at something yep. which shows promise. And Joe, like you first meet him, you're like, dude, why are you even a game warden? You're bad at this. You wrote up the governor for fishing without a license because you didn't know he was the governor. And, like, you're so, like, well, you were fishing without a license. Like, this is what I do. Mm-hmm. And then you get your gun taken and you almost get shot. And I'm just like, what is this guy doing? And then by the end, Wacy, the bad guy who shot his wife and terrorized his kids and has killed, like, four people... Joe's with the shotgun shooting off his arm and then shooting out both knees. And I'm like, hold on. <laughs> this was my didn't buy it. Like, I'm just not sure. Because nothing happened in between that you're like, oh, this guy's really good with guns now. Uh-huh. You're just like, oh, now we're just shooting. Okay. So that was my first didn't buy it. That's fair. Yeah. Like, I'm with the story. It was a great book. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, man, that's a real transformation, Joe. <laughs> and then... He shoots Wacy, so he shoots Wacy's arm off and shoots out both legs and the knees. And then Wacy, as it's, he points out multiple times, his knees are bent backwards at this point. He's like on the ground. And then he starts talking to him. Like he's contributing to the conversation. And I'm thinking, between the pain and the shock, I'm just not sure he's talking right now. That's so I didn't fair. quite buy that. But That's okay. Other than that, I was buying most of it. Yeah. I was in. There are moments like that, that, I don't know, he goes kind of into the gore, 
and then I kind of want to back out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I think if it was a show, there'd be parts where it's like, oh, the blanket oh, yeah. comes up, and I don't really watch. Um, yeah, I can I can see that. Yeah. What'd you have for didn't buy it? Um, it got kind of big, I guess, at the end, obviously, needs to, a climax. Um, I guess, like, the Sheridan running away, I give her a lot of credit, and I really like her mm -hmm. as a character. I feel for a seven-year-old, I think they gave her a little too much stock. She was real smart. To know everything, and to run, and to spend the night out there alone, and... Yeah. That's a little, that was a little too far for me with her and like her presence of mind so the next day Wacy's out there with a gun and she runs around the house or through the house or whatever and he's chasing her with a gun and i'm thinking run 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 like there's mm -hmm. no thought and he goes she started down the road but then she realized if she keeps going down the road there's nothing to hide behind and like it was like a full like must have been a couple paragraph thought process and i'm like i don't know if i would even like, yeah. maybe, I would hope I would now, but at seven years old, I think I'm just going. Yeah, or, like, run to your bedroom and lock the yeah. paper-thin door, and then he'd bust yeah. through, and it's over. So, yeah. Yeah, she outsmarts the bad guys quite a bit, which, hey, good for her. Yeah, thank goodness. <laughs> I want her to stay in there, you know, so. <laughs> That's okay. The Highway must be one of his books. Mm -hmm. Getting turned into a TV series, according to this. Oh. Uh, ABC is going to turn the highway into a series called The Big Sky. It's about a long-haul trucker who is a serial killer. CJ Box said it was the creepiest thing I ever wrote. So they're going all in. Oh, going deep I've on read that one. that one, actually. The highway, yeah. So that is like a... Not a Joe Pickett. Three or four, not a Joe Pickett, um, but just a three or four book kind of mini-series. Okay, so it is yeah. like a full, like multiple. Yeah, so that one ties in, those three books, um, The Badlands is actually kind of part of that, but that ties in some stuff in the North Dakota oil field, it ties in some parts of Montana, it ties in some Wyoming. Uh -huh. Um yeah, that one. The All those things that like barely make national news, but everyone around here hears about them. Oh, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's what kind of <laughs> tied me in and brought me into the whole CJ Box ring was, wait, I know this town in North Dakota. They said Rapid City. <laughs> <laughs> and Dang. then I'm in. 2001 was when Open Season was published. Oh, there we go. I know, I've read, so... Yeah, I had never read C.J. Box's stuff, but I did some research on him like a, like months ago, um, just because I'd heard a lot about him, I guess. But mm -hmm. he was another guy, and a lot of authors are like this, where he got his start like writing for newspapers, um, and he was kind of in like kind of rural Wyoming. Well, everything Wyoming's rural, but mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, he was talking about how he it was great for him just because he met so many people. He's like so many ideas for characters but he was like climbing up power lines and like just to interview people which i'm like why would you wow. need to do that to interview a person but whatever yeah and like just doing all this stuff meeting all these different people and he did it for a long time um you'll see open season was the first joe pickett novel and he would have published that 
uh, when he was 43. That mm -hmm. one came out. Good for him. Currently 61. Yeah. Yep, yep. I think Craig Johnson came to Spearfish a couple years ago and talked to BH. Spoke to BH. Yeah, so the librarian up in Lee Deadwood actually met CJ Box. He's a huge, huge CJ Box okay. fan and like met him at some parade. I don't know if it was a parade in Wyoming or if CJ Box was in town for Days of 76 or something oh, like that, yeah. but he was all excited about that, which I was kind of jealous about, <laughs> not going to lie. That is pretty cool. Uh, let's see. This novel has been translated in 27 languages, 10 million copies sold in the U.S. alone. Yeah, open season, so his first novel got published when he was 43. 42, I guess. He hadn't hit his birthday yet. but He's won uh, an award in France, as well as multiple awards in the States. Pretty prolific. Over 20 novels in 20 years. Yeah. Not quite Stephen King, but... Not quite. But a <laughs> but Joe Pickett a year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One book here. Yeah. He, uh, he has one about Yellowstone. I know mm -hmm. you just made a trek out there. Um, I did. It was amazing. Yeah. Moose, elk, and a bear all in one day. Oh, yeah. It was just like the trifecta. <laughs> you have to get all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he ties in Joe Pickett and then again talks about all of the eco-issues out there and kind of like the supernova volcano yeah. and all of that. And so, yeah, definitely relevant issues. You think we're going to live to see Yellowstone blow up? I, I kind of hope not. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of afraid yes. <laughs> it's a good question. I'm not sure. I don't know either. <sighs> yeah, it's, yeah, all this stuff, like when you really deep or dive into like, yeah, what goes on under Yellowstone and like what's mm -hmm. actually like all those hot springs and all this stuff, like what this stuff is and like, yeah, there's a lot going on and and the way they'll introduce species and like, I remember when they, there's a video uh, somewhere on YouTube about like when they reintroduced the wolves and it rerouted the rivers because the wolves were eating the oh. deer so the deer weren't eating as much grass and so oh. the grass, it was good because the rivers have been like shifting because there's really nothing holding them in place and so they had like mm -hmm. this weird like marshy like muddy like gross stuff that wasn't really great um so with fewer deer the grass the roots took hold and the rivers like got set and it was like wow. yeah it was yeah it was just like environments are so unbelievably complex and mm -hmm. every species has a role to play um and trying to keep everything in balance and that was one of the cool things i like about his novels and just from my own experience like the people who are involved in hunting and like it's a huge part of their lives oftentimes are the best conservationists because they understand the environments mm -hmm. the best and understand why you can't just let the elk go crazy or yep. you can't just let the wolves go crazy or the deer or whatever like you have to keep them in check and you have to keep so many of each species in the mm -hmm. area um but then you also have to allow for change kind of like we're seeing the black hills now is bears are coming back and like that'll change things and and all this stuff but yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool exactly there's a uh one of the girls has a teacher in one of the other books too and she really pushes like 
hunting's wrong, driving these big diesel trucks is wrong, and all of these different parts that are terrible and ruining the environment, and then, you know, that's, that's not really the lifestyle of a lot of people in Wyoming, and so then there's kind of that conversation that comes in, too, where Lucy, I think it is, has to decide, like, should, should I push this at home, or should, like, is it okay that my dad's hunting and yeah. driving these pickups? <laughs> I yell at dad, because teacher <laughs> said, yeah, I was the kid who would have just acted like I knew everything and told my parents what they were doing was wrong. Um, yeah, my parents didn't like that. <laughs> that was my experience. I, I could see why, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, two thumbs up for CJ Box and Joe Pitt. Definitely. Pitt. Good stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm really interested to see it'll probably be a couple years before that television series come to the fruition, but that could be good stuff, too. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks for stopping by. All right. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. If you enjoyed the show, please uh, find us on Spotify, Stitcher, or Apple Podcasts. Hit subscribe, leave a review. It helps a lot. Uh, thank you for listening and hope to see you next time.